This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to a special episode of the Harbor Church Podcast. I'm Chris Sanchez, and I'm joined by Darren Davis, senior leader here at the Harbor Church. It's a special podcast because we're in special times, Darren. Talk to us about what is the Harbor doing with this coronavirus and what's going on here at the Harbor Church. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And first of all, I want to just say hello to everyone who's going to be listening to this podcast. I know it's an interesting time in human history, unlike probably any that any of us have ever experienced and maybe ever. Um, And I think this does intersect with the church itself because I think it's calling into question who is the church and what is the church's mission? How do we function in a time like this? And so we want to talk about that a little bit today. But one of the things that I saw coming as all of this was being rolled out, you know, I just saw the news media, the frenzy, the the fear, obviously, that's happening. And, you know, a, a legit, you know, virus that, that is taking people's lives. And I just was like, God, okay, how do we how do we walk through this? Give us wisdom as leaders and give us insight into your heart and how you want us to respond in this moment. The amazing thing that I'm just sitting here even today in awe of, because we just finished hosting an online service. It was so powerful. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen the grace of God come and be with our team in different seasons and times, but this morning was extraordinary. Just as we were dealing with a moment that we had never dealt with before, didn't see coming. And God the entire time had been positioning us for it, which is crazy, because we had been thinking about, you know, just taking our online presence up a level. We had been getting together a real solid structure with what we now call our Harbor Digital Team. Just anything and everything as it relates to just being positioned with excellence to to broadcast via social media, live stream, YouTube, you know, all these different medians. And here we were ready for this day. And I think this is what God is doing right now. We don't know what's around the corner tomorrow, what's going to happen a year from now. I mean, there's going to, I think the enemy is so nervous right now. He's trying to throw any Hail Mary that he can to try to advance his purposes and and so forth. And, and I'm just seeing God respond in the opposite and actually position the church to maybe have its greatest impact ever in a trying time, even like now with this coronavirus. Well, talk about the decision to go to a church online service and what you saw other leaders doing in your communications with them and the decisions that you guys made as a house here. Walk us through that process. Yeah, obviously, you know, I think in moments like this, there could be, well, hey, we feel we should do it this way, and others might feel we should do it that way. What happened with us, really, is we had a conversation as Church United. This is an organically organized movement happening among pastors within South Florida. It's something that I've never seen before and is really, I think, positioning us to be unified more than ever in our in our South Florida context. But we had a conversation just about, you know, what's going on. We engaged with city officials, with, you know, leaders uh, within the government, leaders within the healthcare industry and and all these are good people that are trying to help to you know to minimize the effect of of the spread of this virus through gatherings and so forth and so we had a very good conversation and they asked if we would 
you know, join their efforts to try to quell what, what could be spread through these larger gatherings. And again, some churches weren't really positioned to be able to do that. Others were. But we decided to, to go ahead and cooperate with this request. And again, we were already positioned for this moment. And I felt, I felt the Lord on it, because just to, just to put this out there, I don't think that the church can be shut down or, or stopped or we're canceling church, because the church is not a building. It's not a gathering that we attend. The church is actually a collection of individuals who are in union with God and with each other through Jesus and who are called to, to represent, represent His nature, his, his presence, His power, and His authority in all the world. So we can't be stopped. So Sundays for us at the harbor have always been a means to an end, meaning this. It, it is a time to equip the saints, encourage people, come together and worship. And I love these gatherings. I love them. I think, actually, on the backside of this virus, we're going to have, as the church collective, we're going to have more gatherings and, and more powerful moments together than ever before. But I think this can be actually a time as a healthy reminder, like, listen, if we say, oh, we don't have church today, or church has been canceled, and we're thinking building, or we're thinking gathering, we've got to adjust our mindset, Chris. I mean, we've got to, we've got to look at, like, what the church actually is. It's people that are empowered by the grace of God, and we should actually be running into these moments to help others and, and represent in, in the midst of a, a time like this than ever before. Well, let's talk big picture. Talk about big picture church. Have you ever seen something like this? What's the closest thing if you have, and, and what does it mean? What are you feeling that the Lord's doing on this? I mean, I, I haven't. And and this is what I think we, in some ways, needs to be our new normal, where maybe we need to rely upon God being lis- listeners, <laughs> uh, students, dependent on Jesus like maybe never before. I think w- what I, one of the things I'm seeing is that as leaders and as, as churches, you know, we're very good at positioning ourselves with programs and this and that, and, and, and sometimes we can get in a rut of that. And I'm not saying that God caused any of this. I don't believe he brought any of this virus on the earth. I know where sickness comes from and disease comes from, but what I will say is he always takes whatever's happening, whatever the enemy throws at us, and he, he can turn it for the ultimate good. But I don't, I've never seen anything like this. And so big picture, I think leaders right now are really coming back to a, a place with the Lord. I know I am, where I'm like, God, I need you. I have to have your voice. I, I've got to know what you're, what you're doing. Because you, let's be honest, Chris, God is not surprised by this. He's, he's not taken off guard. He was ready for this moment. And so if we live in him, we need to be ready as well. But no, unprecedented. All the pastors I'm talking to, all the conversations I've had, I mean, we have never seen a time like this. I mean, think about it. Has there ever been in our history the NBA shut down, the, the, the PGA, the... Sports. Sp- I mean, sports in general. The biggest business on the planet, right? I mean, and the guys that run that stuff and people that run those spaces are smart people, and, and yet they had to close their doors. Crazy. I mean, honestly, it's surreal, right? I mean, I'm going to Publix, and there's no pasta. There's no black beans. Like, there's just a run on things, and it's very surreal, I work at a school, schools are being changed, businesses are being changed, they're really being affected by the lack of people going out, and, you know, it's very surreal. So, can you talk to you as a father, you as just a person who lives in Broward County and and here in South Florida, what it's like 
you know, making these decisions, seeing what's going on. And there is a, like a buzz and energy that's almost like a panic. Well, we, you know, we live in South Florida, so we're used to hurricane season, right? And sure. so when hurricanes come and we know that a Category 5 is heading towards us, we, we've seen moments like this in that sense, but never to this degree, yeah. which is really, really, I think, amplifying my optics on this thing. And, and this morning, interestingly, as we were having our our gathering online, we had chats going where people were able to comment and and to interject and ask questions and petition for prayer and stuff. And I don't know anybody right now that's not being affected by this in some way. I mean, think about it. You've got single moms whose kids are normally going to be in school Monday through Friday. And and for some that especially may be suffering with, with lack of income, that may be some of the best meals the kids normally would have received each week. And now a mom that has to go to work is going to need to figure out how to take care of their kids. My son, even just this last week as a senior, he may have played his last lacrosse game of his senior year. You name it, businesses are being shut down, things are being affected by this. And so with the the reality of these things, plus just the amplified fear right now that's spreading through news media and so forth, I think we have an opportunity on our hands to to actually rise up and be the church that's going to bring hope and peace and love to a world that needs it more like it more than ever before. Sometimes I feel in in an individual, maybe even as a family or in my marriage, we get pushed, right? And our faith is being tested and, and being pushed into certain situations where the Lord is like, are you going to come to me or are you going to do your own thing? I feel globally the body the church big c is being pushed you cannot go into your comfort zone of coming on a sunday just to talk just to chit chat with people and you know hear a great word and then go home we're being pushed to actually our faith is being tested i feel sometimes you know where it's not even i mean being tested yeah but it's also like we have to activate our faith you have to apply yourself now can you talk about that yeah and and let's just even take that word tested we we've been talking even here the harbor actually in the current series we're in of all of all things that we never even had planned for this moment but it's talking about this season of lent 2020 vision being able to see clearly Um, be able to navigate the moments of life with good perspective. Lent really is that that time, that 40-day period where Jesus went into the wilderness after his baptism, right before his death, burial, and resurrection, which actually launched the church to be who the church is supposed to be. And if you think about that time when he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tested, or tempted, the word is, but it's actually the word tested, it actually literally means to be proven. And oftentimes we think of that word test like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pass, am I going to fail? But actually, we don't get led into something that we're actually not ready to pass. God knew. God knew that we actually carried what we needed on the inside for this moment, and we're going to come through it on the other side, actually ourselves knowing what we possessed even before we went into it. So though we didn't see this one coming, though we didn't know the scenario that was going to be presented before us, Here we find ourselves, and I think God is allowing it because he is going to prove to us that we carry Christ on the inside, which is the hope of glory for the entire world. The answer to what the global 
church is facing in every city and nation across the world with each unique scenario that's being presented based on what they're facing with this coronavirus thing, the church is ready to be the answer because we carry the answer, and his name is Jesus. I'm, I mean, this sounds crazy, man, but I am actually so excited about what is happening in terms of what God, not with the sickness or any of the disease or the, the, the horrific things that people have been facing. I'm just saying with what God is, is going to do and is doing in this moment. You mentioned social media, the news, and there's a lot of noise. I have felt throughout the last couple of weeks, background audience noise has been cranking, cranking, cranking. So up until maybe a couple of days ago, I couldn't even hear. And then me and my wife, we set aside some time. We did communion. like We, we went and refocused ourselves on him. And I've been able to, he's been helping me guide like discernment, right? Discerning what I should intake and be a part Absolutely. of and, you know, set aside and, and just ignore. Can you talk about the believer who's out there or anyone who's out there that have to discern all this noise because there's a lot of it? Yeah, the only thing that I can compare this to on any level is 9-11. And I remember I was actually here in South Florida exploring the region, thinking about coming down to plant this church called The Harbor. Yeah, it was here when, when, when the towers fell. I remember, you know, all the airports were shut down, which had never happened in our history, and uh, was stuck, really, in the house. You know, the news is just recycling the story over, and I just found myself just just sitting there hours upon hours. And finally, the Lord was like, Darren, snap out of it, man. You got to get out. You got to get in your car, go drive, go spend some time with me. And so I just want to say that to everybody out there that's listening. You got to be careful because you can get stuck in a moment with news that you already know, news that you've already heard a hundred times. And I think it's actually in these in, in these types of scenarios and moments, we need to do what you just said. Take some time away. You know, if you're if you're out of work or off of work or your schedule's changed and you have a little more space, this is what I'm feeling, and especially as it relates to churches not being able to gather. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be worshiping. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be in our Bibles, that we shouldn't be praying, that we shouldn't be spending maybe time with others. You know, we have we have a moment now, maybe like we've never had, and I think we need to take advantage of that moment. I think this is where God's kind of recalibrating us, like, hey, you, you've done things a certain way for so long. It wasn't bad. It wasn't that that wasn't working. But what could be some of the new things that I'm wanting to show you, some new things that I'm wanting you to do with your time, some new places that I want you to give your energy? And so in terms of the social media space, I see it. It Obviously, it's it's not a bad thing, but sometimes, man, when you just sit there watching, listening, that fear thing can just keep increasing, the anxiety, the panic. And I actually think what God's going to do is he's going to use those same airways and redeem them. And he's going to start putting good news out and good stories and testimonies of beautiful things that are, that are happening. And that's what I believe God is up to right now. And so that's why we got to be careful with where we spend our time. We got to guard our heart. We got to not let certain things in to take away from a moment that we're that we could and, sh- and should be having with Jesus in the midst of a storm because that's when he wants to bring us his perfect peace. Let's let's keep going on that thought. How the church takes advantage of this time to move the gospel forward, especially online. You had mentioned before it's a priority 
for the harbor to push online and to reach people through different avenues. Can you talk about taking advantage and, and utilizing this special window that we are being forced to do, but God is flipping it on its head to push him? Absolutely. And I, I think that this is that moment for that because we are the bearers of good news. You know, in fact, if you look at like the Bible, it's 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 very clear. Even when when the announcement came to those shepherds in the field that night about this coming king, there were these angels, and 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 they were they were they were ones that were bearing good tidings. It says good news, good declaration, right to the earth, and and it was this amazing promise over a people that were sitting. It says, under the shadow of death. That's what it said. And it says, you haven't, they, they said, there's good news that's come to you this night, that, you know, talking about Christ's birth. And he said, that we now as mankind have found favor with God. We found acceptance with God again. The relationship was going to be bridged through Jesus' redemptive act on that, the cross, where his perfect blood was shed and, and remission for all of. The, the brokenness of humanity and redemption was going to find its way into the earth again. And I think that amidst all the bad news, because bad news sells today, and that, that we're going to come online as a church, and I, I, I'll just say this about online, you know, we're living in a culture that's not static anymore. I mean, people, yes, they can go to services and, and so forth, but a lot of people are moving. There's, there's, there's movement and culture and, and with jobs, and, you know, sometimes we're available to go to this meeting or that, and sometimes we're not. And so with, with online stuff, you can, you can have it posted there, and people can go find it, and they can listen to a podcast whenever they want to. And so as we put this good news out, testimonies of what Jesus is doing, I think it's going to turn the tide. I think it's going to turn the tide and give people hope. You mentioned earlier that we are the church, not to be church isn't canceled you know we're just moving to can't be canceled actually so we are the church we are the body can you give some practical just everyday things that during this time when there's a lot of stress out there what someone can do to live that out i think it's 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 super simple this past week i had some stuff going on health wise actually unfortunately I had to spend a couple nights in the hospital which I I didn't enjoy but in the midst of that time you know when I actually didn't want to really connect with my my neighbor in my room as clear as day the lord said listen I want you to engage this man cuz he was facing even a, a much greater trial with his health than I was and as we began to have a simple conversation and I began to show genuine concern and love and just be be a listener and give what I could, what I had in my hands to give to this person. He was deeply impacted. And there was actually a beautiful relationship that was established between this and this myself and this man who was Jewish. And he was a very successful businessman. And it was it was such a profound learning experience for me. Because what I what I found is I just needed to get out of my world hmm. and allow myself to be pulled into somebody else's. And, and so living all around us in our neighborhoods are people that are facing situations far greater than ours, and especially if we carry Jesus and they don't. 
I mean, they don't even know how to access peace. They don't even know how to begin to find hope, especially in these kind of scenarios. And they are just inundated with worry and fear and anxiety. It's it's at unprecedented levels. I mean, people are out now, they can't even buy toilet paper in the grocery store, for, for goodness sake. And so we just need to be available, man. And we need to just give what we have. You know, if you look at the disciples of the day when the beggar came to them and he, he was asking for money and they said, well, silver and gold we don't have, but we do have, we give you. I think it's look into that arsenal of what you have and you need to be reminded that if you have Jesus, you have more than 75% of the planet right now who doesn't know him, who has never known him. And, and when we don't feel like we want to be available, let's look for ways to be available. And that could be to, to a, a, a fellow employee at your workplace. It could be to someone in your neighborhood, to a family member, to a friend, to to someone in the church. And I actually think that, man, especially if we're not, let's say, gathering in larger gatherings together, hey, have some over, someone over for dinner. Have a time of connection with somebody. And, and if you have something to spare, pull it out and give it to them. Bless someone with that. Final thoughts. We're going through uncharted waters. Jesus is the calmer of all storms, right? When we're on the seas, talk to us about what to expect in the future here at the harbor, just what the body should look for in this time as we head into who knows how long. Yeah, so much to say there. You mentioned Jesus being ready. If you even look at the story of him with his disciples, he, he packed a pillow when he he was getting into that, the boat with, him, with, with them. And isn't that interesting? Because... He he just went right to sleep at the onset of the voyage, right? So when the storms began to come, they were in awe. The disciples like, gosh, Jesus, don't you care? We're all going to die. And he's sitting there at perfect peace, at perfect rest. And then he looks at them like, hey, guys, how, how much longer do I need to be with you for you to start to get this? And then his internal peace is spoken out through his words to the storm. And then everything is calmed. And they're like, wow, who is this guy? So... First of all, we need to know that that wasn't just something that Jesus did. It was an example for how we're supposed to live. Like we need to take this this season and really ask God, let me come to know that internal peace that I carry. And let me watch what's coming out of my mouth with my words, because my words should be speaking the essence of who's on the inside of me, Jesus himself, to this world that needs it. And I feel like engagement and connection with other people is something that's going to increase and climb to new levels more than ever before. I think we've gotten used to just kind of coming and into meetings with each other saying hello and goodbye. And, but we, I think we need to take some time to really get in the boat with somebody else and, and, and take a little journey, you know, together. And, and it may not be a hundred people, but it might be three or four. And so if we end our lives with five incredible friends, we are wealthy people. This is what, what I'm feeling. I'm like, God, I, I want to go deep with some friends. I want to journey across the ocean, if you will, with them. I want to I find the inner peace and power that I carry on the inside of me from Jesus. I want to start speaking it out to the world and start seeing results. How tomorrow looks for us practically as, as a church and what we're going to do, I think that remains to be seen, but we're going to be sensitive to God. We're going to be attentive to his words, open to what he has to say to us, and, and that this is the new normal of how we have to live. We can't be looking to ourselves anymore and just thinking that we have it all figured out and everything in control because we don't. He does. Appreciate you being here. 
to send this podcast out for anybody who might be going through stuff. Wanted to end in a prayer, obviously. Yeah. If you want to just pray for everyone who's listening in just over the next couple of weeks and months. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we know there's so many people that are facing their own scenarios and only God and them know that story. And I think there's a compassion that we need to have right now in our hearts for anybody and everybody that's walking through whatever. So I want to just release a prayer over those lives for that. So, Father, thank you that you are for us and not against us. That, Lord, you are with us in the midst of this storm and you are at a place of perfect peace at rest in our boats, in our worlds. And we ask that, God, you would begin to speak to these waves, to these winds on our behalf. And we look to you, God, in this time like never before. And we ask that as you served as an example for us, that we would be this to other people, that we would get in their boats and be at rest and at peace in their worlds and be that example for them. And that, God, this would spread like never before. I'm praying that specific situations that people are facing, like the one on the live stream today where her grandfather is in a nursing home and can't be seen by any family members and her heart is breaking, would you give her peace today? In Jesus' name, would you give her grandfather peace today that he's going to be okay and he's going to get to the other side of this storm in Jesus' name? And we just ask that, God you would just continue to bring your revival, that inner transformation to people's lives where the enemy is trying to cause strife and hurt and pain in this season, that, God, you would bring something beautiful to each heart, and that as this revival burns, it would move us to reformation, that we would start to see society impacted and changed and transformed by your glory, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. So thank you for even the medium of this podcast. That's going to go out to so many lives, and people are going to hear and they're going to find hope. I'm praying that they would experience that today, even under the sound of my voice. May peace come to their hearts. Anxiety leave. Fear dissipate. And may God, you break through into their lives, their hearts, into their families, into the situations that they're facing this day. And may they just be in awe and wonder at the goodness of Jesus. We love you, and we pray all this in his name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app, and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.